We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2 and he's... From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Hey, oh man, oh, that did not work out. The, the, the mouth wet did not take. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode. Episode number 45 of Little Legends Podcast. Woo! I crackled out early there. I'm getting old. Yeah, man. Yeah, all those uh, cigarettes. Now that you're 30, I know. Yeah, I, need really... to, I need to. I need to start smoking so that I can quit smoking. Man, uh, <laughs> exactly. I am your host. Blevins with me as always is Boob. What's up, buddy? What's up? Oh it's man, been a, it's been a week, huh? It's been a yes, couple weeks since I left. <laughs> Since I last saw you, maybe let's uh, next time try a little bit more. Um, but I'm, I'm liking the I like the two wow. week thing because wow. we did something special last week with Fight Night instead of having a podcast in lieu 
of a podcast we hung out with some friends instead yes we did and i now don't worry podcast listeners and chat i realized that i was double speaking before so it's okay we're not anymore don't worry about it uh yes did did a, a fine night on tuesday instead um boop and i are you know we're it's not a bad thing but we're busy these days boop yeah we're, we're, we're getting booked for stuff yeah, it's uh, it's just like one of those like hashtag kind of in your face brags, but we've been working really hard, and I'm really proud of how far we've come in just even the 45 episodes of yeah. of this podcast from like the beginning, from straight up begging, you know, <laughs> for, for <laughs> opportunities, right? Yeah. To actually, you know, being a part of the conversations and being a part of the communities, casting yeah. Fight Night Rising, you're doing the Legends of Ruterra stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, with crews and all these other things yeah. that are on tap and it's been a wonderful ride. And we, ha- we have to thank all of you guys for helping us along the way. Cause we could not have gotten here without the support of our wonderful, wonderful community. True. It, it absolutely, uh, absolutely is, uh, in large part due to the community. Cause you know, it's, it's, it's what keeps us coming back, right? Like, yes, the game is great, and we we enjoy playing it, and we enjoy covering it, but the community is what I think is the real special part about uh, mm-hmm. Little Legends for sure. So, for the time being, we'll be doing every other week for the podcast itself, and I know this is on this is um, it, it's it's not it's not the the perfect solution. I know a lot of folks are, um, you know, I had I had a, a couple of people be a little bummed because they're like oh well i've got my my normal commute is gonna be uh blevins list and boop list and i first i said you're welcome but in all seriousness you're gonna be so much more focused when you i know you're gonna, it's gonna be you're so gonna weird be, you're gonna feel so refreshed it's <laughs> yeah, gonna be great exactly. for you but um you know I, I think just given the the nature of of uh tft right now and the fact that you know you know we've we've we love doing our deep dive talks and whatnot, and we'll certainly be having those. But it's let, let, let's let's be honest. There's not a ton of news about the game going on on a week to week basis. It's very much biweekly. So we're going to do that. And then on the off weeks, we're going to be doing game nights on. Yeah. On Tuesday, or so. we, we, we might do like a, a little like episodic thing instead of having like a full you know, yeah. one and a half hour podcast. It'll be like a 20, 30 minute kind of pontification on meta Pum, and staleness pontification. or something. Yeah, a soliloquy of, of, of some sort. Uh, it's a, a little bit more uh, short form content, which is always good. Yeah. Um, and you can also listen to that on your drive. Hopefully we just got to get uh, kind of like the standard rate going. But right now it's uh, going to be one week on one week off. It is because we have picked up um, a good amount of work on both sides, uh, just TFT yeah. and personal related, and to sustain what uh, a quality that we are proud of. We believe that yes. this is the best way of doing just that. So these episodes might end up being longer in the end, uh, but when there's something awesome to talk about, yes. that's when we'll do our short episodic content for off weeks and make sure that we still do a game night because Fridays are going to be tough for both of us, I think, moving forward. Yeah. So we'll certainly keep y'alls in the loop. And the best way to stay in the loop, besides listening to the show, obviously, every week, is to go to discord.me slash little legends podcast. Trying to keep everyone up to date and informed there. It's also where we're doing the game nights, of course, and uh, where you can stay in touch. <clears throat> so well, now that we've got that out of the way, of course, 
Everyone knows her prediction esports podcast, P R E D I C T I O N esports on Spotify and iTunes. Make sure you're checking out that feed. It really does help us out a ton. Um, again, go to the go to the Discord. It is the best place to go uh, to be for uh, updates and and just playing. Honestly, I, I we've said it before, and I just want to reiterate it. If you want to use the the Discord to try to organize, even if it's not a game night, if it's just a hey, anyone looking to play some games tonight, feel free to use the Discord. Use the the uh, the voice channels in there. It is just as much yours as it is <laughs> ours. You know what it reminds me of. So when I used to be a preschool teacher, um, they it's required to have like certain aspects of the room. Like we need to have a block area and like a drawing area. Um, and it's like, no one is using the block area right now <laughs> for some reason. Right. And blocks are freaking awesome. So mm-hmm. like, go ahead and, and uh, go ahead and play around. Uh, our friends just be, just be, don't be crazy. Don't be, don't be dumb. And then we'll be, well, good. you can be crazy and dumb. Be just be crazy. respectful of each other is what I, yeah, I think the yeah, blanket yeah. statement of it is, but we haven't had exactly. any issues with that, but just, nope. so it really goes without saying, even though we both said it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I think that's all we had for housekeeping. Let's talk about our weeks in TFT boop. You are, Becoming a bit of the uh, celebrity in the TFT world, casting every week now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, that'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I won't say no to that, but there's still a little bit more of a way to go. It's been really awesome to kind of get that weekly kind of exposure to like the mm. same people in chat and kind of like really see who's around, who who like the real champions of TFT are, mm-hmm. and. Uh, just how awesome that community is it's so great um i've gotten a cast with crowen and Excoundrel, two very different casters that mm-hmm. are good at actually similar things uh which is really interesting um they both have a really cool head for the game and mm-hmm. i wasn't super stoked about my cast last week with Excoundrel. i ended up getting like really sick like right after it mm-hmm. and it was so funny because during it i told him i was like man there is something going on with my head like i just don't feel all there mm-hmm. right and well more so than usual i was gonna say I'm, that kind of sounds par yeah. for the course but I yeah wasn't exactly because you know. <laughs> i'm pretty much functioning max at a 98 percent. right that extra two percent is total wild card um sure. and and unfortunately i dive into a wild card a little bit much like making stupid mistakes but i'm excited for to get another run at it it's just gonna get better just like with uh crow and i think every week mm-hmm. got better so we'll uh We'll keep on keeping on, but it's been cool because it's been European based uh, over the last Ooh. couple of weeks. And that's been something that we don't really see. I mean, and the other cool thing about it, too, is for uh, Fight Night Rising EU, our winner this last week actually got last place in a lobby. So interesting. Uh, yeah, it was the first time that I had seen that. It was like eight, one, six something in terms of points. But yeah, wow. uh, someone who placed last in the lobby ended up winning the whole thing. And he. Yeah. He actually messaged me and was like, oh, yeah, so for things for next week, I'm pretty sure I'm the worst player. We'll see if I can luck into the victory <laughs> again. <laughs> but it, it, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fellow caster, I, I, I found okay. out. So, like, I understand the hubris, but, you know, he still won. Like, that, that's yeah. got to say something, right? Sometimes it's not a fluke. Sometimes it's because you're good. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm really excited to keep going. Tons of stuff coming up, though, uh, with, you know, Twitch Rivals, with... Yes. Um, 
you know, Team Liquid events keep that are going to continue to roll. Cloud Nine's doing some stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're finally getting like an actual ecosystem. It's great. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, and we'll be talking about uh, at least a handful of those tournaments uh, in just a second here. But I was watching Mort Dog stream over the weekend, um, and people in chat always—I mean, people in Mort Dog's chat are—I'll say it because I, I mean sometimes Mort at least hints at it, but I'll just say it outright: uh, people in Mort Dog's chat are just outwardly annoying, <laughs> like with the like. <laughs> Not even just the like the least thought out questions whatsoever, because like the whole if you haven't checked out a Mort Dog stream, I definitely suggest it um, just to get it's really cool to get that sort of lens into the mind of, you know, someone who's so pivotal in uh, in this game and, and watching him actually play and how he makes decisions. And he's super, super informative. He's also, I think, to his own fault always on top of chat and answering questions like non-stop i remember there was one time where i was i was listening in i'm a lurker when it comes to twitch like uh-huh. i never participate in chat and i remember like someone asked something um and he was just like i think like getting that question a lot and he was just like that's yeah. just a bad idea yeah that's all right but yeah. he gave everyone an answer and acknowledged um, a lot of those questions except mine but maybe it was because <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah it, it it's i mean so he's gotten um quite big in terms of streams uh now mm-hmm. so it, he, his awesome. chat is going you know honestly it's fast. awesome to see someone with kids you know our age like finding that kind of success in this world you got to represent you okay. know Boop. for all of our boomers mort, mort is older than us okay let's let's I'm I'm willing to call us old, but there's a limit that needs to be drawn. <laughs> oh my know, god! So I'm gonna get hate mail from more talk. <laughs> um, no, but excuse but, me, we've created a deck of all the hate mail um, yeah. that we've wanted to send to you. Yes, and um, I, we're just gonna give it all to you at once. Yeah, we're. Oh, you meant you meant a slide deck. I was thinking a deck of cards and like, <laughs> and I cast all of the hate mail on you, Yugi. Um, okay, so. Uh, I had a point that I was getting to. Um, uh-huh. I sure did Mort have a point. Chat. Mort Dog's chat. People asking Mort Dog questions in chat. Oh, um, people people asking. Um, people are asking like, when is TFT competitive starting? And Mort Dog was like, it already has, and it's it's not just the. Uh, the Team Liquid tournament and the Cloud Nine tournament that are happening with um, that are actually like Riot produced. It's the Giant Slayer events. It's the Cruise Invitational events. It's the other weekly events that we don't even hear about or see because they're not like not every single competitive TFT event or uh, the tournament is being cast because it's not always about casting. Sometimes it's just about finding players you look at like um like high school s- traditional sports aau for basketball is, is something i'm familiar with that stuff's not broadcast right like your random high school games aren't broadcast it's not about it's not always about the broadcast obviously that's what boop and i are very uh in tune to because you know we want to be casting those events uh and also watching them and reporting on them and talking about them on the show but there are a number of events that i see pop up 
that are just like, hey, this is a hundred dollar cup this weekend uh, that's running. It's the first hundred twenty eight people that join can can get in and, and play for it. So the ecosystem is slowly getting there. The problem is, is that a lot of people are like, oh, when's competitive starting? And by that, what I actually mean is when is riot focused or riot run competitive starting and what i really mean by that and by i i of course mean the random people in chat what they really mean is when is the lcs for tst tft starting and it's like we've talked ad nauseum on multiple episodes before about how that's a flawed premise how if that's what your goal is and that's what you're expecting temper those expectations right (laughs) the fuck now because it's it's not going to happen and if riot was trying to do that i think it's a fool's errand to do that so that that same person would like give their mac big mac back and be like i ordered this medium (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) and you're just like what you know i I, sir we're at a mcdonald's no, I, 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 I try to sympathize with people in chat because I, I think back to it and it's like not everyone is as in tune to the ecosystem as I am uh, or that we are or that the people listening to this podcast are because we're obviously by the nature of what we're doing and listening to and the content we're consuming, we're very tapped into what's going on. We're mm-hmm. likely very familiar with what Riot is doing, what esports is, and I'm tr- I try I try to think about it from the perspective of someone who maybe hasn't been following esports for years. Maybe this is one of their first streams that they're tuning into. Maybe they're just like 13 years old and they don't get stuff. Like literally, that is a legitimate possibility. And I try, even when people are trolling or being mean spirited with things, I try. To think of it from the lens of the, you know, objectively dumb thing they just asked was coming from a good place, potentially. Um, um, but a lot of times, you know, dumb. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, there was, a, a, you know, a pretty awful event that happened last week, which was um, the suicide of Wreckful. Yes. Right. And I don't know. And I bring this up because I think it's kind of up to us to really walk the walk when it comes to this stuff. Um, someone analyzed all of the messages that he had received. He had. Uh, did you see this article? I saw that it was posted and I glanced uh, so at it. So it was by Ethan Spector, uh, uh, BZ on Twitter, uh, if you want to check it out. It's actually really fascinating. But basically, he looked up all the separate instances of people telling him to kill himself, right? Someone who was open and honest about his struggles with depression and suicidal thoughts. And there were hundreds of messages, like things mm-hmm. that were awful that people were just saying behind the keyboard, right? right? So... I only bring that up because it's like I, I want to, you know, provide a space where people can, you know, say, you know, what they want. But there is a line and we have to make sure that when we're interacting with people online, whether it be more, whether it be Becca, whether it be somebody else, right. that we understand that there's a person there, too. They're not there just for us to consume as entertainment. Right. And it really dehumanizes a person when they're consistently treated that way. So if you are maybe one of those people um, that might get a little, you know, spicy in the chat, a little too spicy that might cross that line, just know that like we read those things. And if we 
and if it's like one off, that's fine. But if it happens over and over again, then it can get frustrating. And that's how we end up getting right. maybe some, you know, we, we don't want there ever to be a point where someone feels out of control. Right. Right. Uh, of the situation. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like my call to say, if you're you, you're you are interacting with someone online, you have to make sure that it is in a way that is mutually beneficial for everybody, right? right? It's beneficial for them because you're there and you're watching. That's really good for their uh, brand. But in the end, right? If we want to be a community, we have to act like it, right? We're not here to be used. We're not here to be objects, right? And it's time to change. And it's just, I thought that was a good uh, segue based off of what you were saying. It's just yeah. like, people don't think about what they say. We spend so much effort as casters and and personalities and online personalities trying the best we can and doing the best we can and there's nothing worse than putting your everything out there and then seeing someone online just be like kill yourself your voice is annoying right right which is something that i've gotten so like there are people for me that certain situation it is something that i could brush off but it definitely starts getting heavy and yeah. um yeah, it's just kind of a call to action that things need to change, right? If you're one of those people and you've done it before, uh, we can still change that. But that's not going to fly in any sort of community that I see um, in any TFT stream that I'm a part of. Yeah. So that's just my two cents. I thought it would be good for us to kind of mention that regardless. Yeah, it, it's definitely I mean, it's a it's definitely a separate conversation. But like, just don't be an asshole online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, be, your words do have an effect and it might yeah. be online or maybe we need to quote unquote grow thick skin or maybe you just don't have to be an asshole. Right. So yeah. <laughs> um, uh I think it's important to talk about these things, especially since, you know, he was a part of our community. Um, and I grew up with them. I mean, I remember watching him on Justin TV. So yeah. it, you know, it was, it, it was tough, but in the end, I think what we can do is in, in, in the spirit of Byron to hold ourselves to a really high standard and really take care of ourselves and our mental health, because that's what he wanted. So that's my call to action to everybody is to kind of follow in that in, in, in those footsteps. Yep. It's, it's, uh, you know, over the years trolling is, I, I, I want to put this out there. I'm all for trolling, but it's, it's gotta be, there's a fine line to walk and it, you need to know. It's the same thing with comedy in general. You need to know your audience. You need to know, like there is, there are lines people say, Oh, well you're censoring me. It's like, well, it's not really censoring. It's just what you said wasn't funny. And what you said, like the situation didn't call for what you said. Right. So uh, if something is funny, it can be air quotes offensive. That's that that I'm I'm fine with. But there's a certain line where it's like that's just not a funny it's not a funny joke. So um, without going down too deep into that. Uh, yeah. Just don't be an asshole, please. Yeah. Um, yeah don't be an asshole. So. That is tangentially related to what I was talking about. And Sorry. Even, no, it's okay. It's it's definitely important. And I I this isn't even for any particular reason for anyone in the community in our community, because I, I haven't seen any of that. So that's that's been really good. You guys have been really good. And we just want to make sure that that stays that way. And, and that Saying it to say it situation for the folks that are here now, you got you. You all are awesome. And when new people come in, we can be 
just that much more welcoming um, to the new folks that come in. Um, I was more on the side of like people are just asking stupid questions because they're not thinking about it. Not necessarily offensive questions. They're just dumb. It's like, well, where's the where, where's the where where's the um, where's TFT competitive? It's like, well, open your fucking eyes, dude. <laughs> you when know? are we getting when are we getting Timo? Yeah, when, when, <laughs> when, when set three come out like that was one that was one that was so funny for me because Mort was getting like he Mort was getting because it's like it was so easy to figure out when it was coming out. And like people people do this now. It's like when set four coming out, it's like look at the fucking battle pass. It has a number of days left. <laughs> and like, it's just so funny because it's so easy to figure out and people keep asking like unironically, but okay. Enough of that. Um, uh, enough of, of me calling out chat. You, you all know who you are. Just look at how many days are left in the fucking battle pass. It's not that hard to figure out. Um, <laughs> and also if you're wondering where the TFT competitive scene is, let me point you to the tournaments that we're about to talk about. The first of which is the Giant Slayer EU Cup, which they just announced. You can go to uh, at Giant Slayer TFT more to get more details. But um, I believe they're doing um, a bunch of different teams. I saw there was a uh, team Germany. Mm-hmm. There yeah, was... the German team got announced. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a little it's a little World Cuppy, but like uh, no, no, it's uh, what is the the UEFA U for the soccer league, like the European. You're asking not the FIFA. wrong person. About is it just soccer. FIFA? No, FIFA's the whole thing. But FIFA, what is like the, European... the only thing I know about FIFA is that it is the, one of the most corrupt organizations of all time. That's all I know. There's a whole movie about it. Uh, two movies about it. One Ooh. much better than the other. Uh, but the moral of the story is it's going to be really cool to kind of just see the regional yeah. um, things blossom because that's the thing about esports is it has been very region based like ever since its inception right Right. south american players are good at and and love certain kinds of games where korean players have always really liked you know uh well they're they're good at everything right and so they're they're like the 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 gold standard versus Mm -hmm. um different play styles too that's like the one thing that i i really noticed was even in the european fight night rising there was a definite difference in pace Mm-hmm. and how they played versus what i was used to in na and even though they were mm-hmm. making the same decisions the way they were approaching them was just a little different you know what yeah. i mean and i can't wait to kind of see all of that in one lobby like yes because we've heard that the the chinese meta is hyper aggressive yeah um and it can actually been, change I yeah i mean like i think of chinese dota in that way where um they would literally just be so aggressive. It's kind of like that chess move that's uh, put the game state into something that you, no one has seen to even right. it up. Yep. Right? It's just if you are that aggressive, then you're going to have to react. And if you react mm-hmm. well, you win. If not, you're going to get rolled. Right. right? That's just the feast or famine of that play style. Yep. Um, and I'd love to see a little bit more of that. For example, like people playing Trade Sector or Nicoverse super aggressively or passively mm-hmm. right with the new dwarf planet are you go what team comps are we even going to see with you right. know the first uh the back and front row being, mm-hmm. being banned out so uh i'm really excited to see how they actually come out and if certain regions are going to be good at certain galaxies right that was like another yeah. thing that i thought about that's interesting. Um, yeah just just based off of play style because when i was talking with crow and apparently there are players that are just kind of treasure trove trade sector uh 
galactic uh armor you know some yeah. of the, yeah some of like the faster galaxies yeah. they're better at versus some of the slower galaxies um certain players are starting to fall into certain kind of um not not like once like they, they just are kind of they just normally lean that way mm-hmm. right so they're better at it and right. that's going to matter when it comes to tournament play coming up True. right say we get three aggressive galaxies someone like crowen might actually have a harder time right yeah it's super interesting and we've talked about this on i think a couple episodes before about how like a game like it doesn't it at first glance it doesn't really make sense to think that oh european players would play differently than north american players who would play differently than uh asian players when you think about it because it's like it's the same game right it's not like the server you're on makes something about the game different it's the same game but we talked about this before and like uh different reasons why that happens and like even in the in the like the older days for magic the gathering it's like the uh the japanese like crew of pro players they always would come up with some crazy thing it was usually like a weird control deck and it would like and then when it when it comes out it's like oh and then everyone's exposed to it and starts playing it but it's like where does this come from? The cards are all the same, right? That the game is exactly the same yeah. in both places, but you come to it's different. Just the way you think about it, it's right? really it it's super fascinating to me mm-hmm. to see those those regional differences. So this is an event that will really and focus how on that. it happens in every genre. Yeah. It's not just FPSs or card games, right? right. Um, it, it, it's very similar to. Um, you know some other like olympic sports like hockey Mm -hmm. right the russians and 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 the united and the americans play just differently yeah it's the same game right right or even even something like tennis right one-handed versus two-handed backhand yeah right it's the same racket but (laughs) but might actually have different kinds of things happen yep um and so that's what's really exciting about incorporating a lot of this regional play i'm really Mm -hmm. excited for the top four mort dog invitational because for some reason yeah the image i have is just literally everyone is more talk oh you see i had a different i had a different uh uh image of like mort dog is like um uh shao khan in mortal Kombat, just like sitting up atop the throne and watching <laughs> tower and watching all of these lobbies play like he's in the middle of the the kingdom on top of the tower just like with with on on the throne, just looking at all these players playing, like mm, yes, yes, gunmate, mm, 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 mm-hmm. ah, crowing, mm, finish Soju. him, finish him, yeah. Like I want, I want, I'm just putting this out there, and this is this is a free tip, by the way. If you can get Mort Dog to record a couple of like whoopsie, like those types of things, like just to play throughout the tournament, I'm just honestly, saying, I think it will, or if, like finish him. A Morcon uh, uh, cosplay would be amazing. Oh my god, it's so it's so easy. How come this is not called Mortal Combat? I mean, come on, it's so easy, so easy. Mortal Combat. Ah, man, missed opportunity. It's okay. This is why I need to be consulted on naming of tournaments. Um, but it is a really cool event. Um, you actually, I believe, yes, you still can sign up. Um, until next week until next week uh, join the giant slayer uh, TV discord uh, yeah go to go to um, twitter.com slash giant slayer TFT uh, to find all the details there but yeah it's a really cool tournament and it's it's called Mort dogs top four madness and the format is 
First place gets 11 points. Second, third, and fourth get 10 points. Uh, fifth, sixth, seventh get zero points. And eighth gets minus one. So <laughs> you're trying to, you're trying not to eighth. And you, you, you have two th- goals. Don't get eighth and then get top four. So yeah. <laughs> uh, really cool it's event. Like, yeah. Yeah. Usually we do like Mario Kart uh, scoring when it comes to TFT. Right. This is very different. Um, it's called and, a that's top why four called, event for a reason. <laughs> yeah, more, it's the board dog's top four. And then it's just like the middle finger with the minus one. I think yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. I, I think it's so funny. It really is. And and the last thing we'll talk about with it is really cool. Mort put up the prize money as well as Scara. Mort and Scara uh, teamed up with Giant Slayer to put this uh, tournament on. So a really cool uh, community event. It's not a Riot event specifically. Mort is part of it but not with riot so uh just a little distinction there but a really cool event i can't wait to uh to see it happen but we will certainly be talking about it as it happens and we'll be talking about the patch as well as the twitch rivals event when we come back from the break there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners betonline.ag Sports are slowly making their way back, and Bet Online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? Bet Online has hundreds of casino games, poker games, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Welcome back, everyone, from the break. Hope you enjoyed it. We are going to uh, quickly talk about one more event that's coming up because it's... It's kind of a TFT tournament boot, but not entirely. It's the Twitch Rivals Spirit Blossom event that's coming up. It's uh, it's kind of like the what Tricathlon is. What would it be? No, no, no. Triathlon. <laughs> the tri the the Tricathlon, where you have to haul three baby cows up a hill. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Three um, game event. Oh my god! Three game event. <laughs> TFT, League of Legends, Legends of Runeterra. Um, it's the Tricathlon now. It's that's, the tri- that's, that's just what it the is. Tricathlon. Yeah, it is the Tricathlon, friends. Regular League of Legends or League, League of Legends pro- proper. I'm having a hard time now. Legends of Runeterra and Runeterra and Runeterra. Runeterra. Wow. Legends of Runeterra. Legends of Runeterra. We got some TFT as well. Yeah, so I'm not a hundred percent on the format, but from what I can tell, they're so they announced the captain. So I'm assuming captains are actually gonna pick their teams. And from what I've been able to gather from people tweeting and riot people answering questions, you the team is playing each team is playing in all of the games. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to draft a TFT specialist. I'm going to draft a... I'm going to have um, uh, League of Legends people. And I'm going to have a TFT person. It's like, nope, you have a team of five or however many, however big the teams are. Um, I mean, it would have to be at least five for League, right? Draft a team of five, and then all five players are playing all three games. So... Um, 
really interesting format for uh, an event and obviously something that's we've never seen before. Um, and there's like the cool thing about it is we get a wide, obviously, swath of participants, but like there's a probably a very small number of people who are actually really good at all three games, right? Like there's, there's mm-hmm. people who are experts in one and then maybe dabble in the others, or maybe they're even experts in two and dabble in the third or, but I think mostly it's people who are good at one and then don't even touch the other two. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes because yeah. even amongst the captains, you have to draft uh, towards like their weaknesses and strengths and stuff because mm-hmm. there might be a strategy just to throw one of the three, right? Yeah. And then just build like uh, a super team for Summoner's Rift and right. just cross your fingers for Legends of Runeterra right. or something, right? And just ignore one of the three. That's a legitimate strategy because yeah. I don't know. Part of me thinks that that's probably easier than trying to find uh, like Akasa who plays all three games. Right. I- I'm. My thought is so for me, obviously, I would be, I would be like a good Rune Terra player and a mediocre TFT player, and then a basically useless uh, LOL player. So, like, if I were a captain, I don't know because I feel like in general the one that is like, I feel like most people at least have a base understanding of league and have played before, right? Maybe that most like I think that's the one that you have to like you have to have the cutoff for of like if you don't know anything about league you just can't play in this event, right? So I would be complete <laughs> I'd be a complete throwaway here. Um but like or you lean into TFT in Legends of Runeterra instead. Yeah, I mean that's what I would Summoner's have. Rift. I mean, I can play league, I just wouldn't be good at it. So I could probably get carried by that. But like my thought is like I feel like there are a number of people who um there are a number of people who don't even know how to play Legends of Runeterra. And like if you've played MOBAs before or like you've played in the MOBA space, like you can pick up League, not at a good level by any means, but like you can know how to play and be there. But like Legends of Runeterra, if you didn't play Magic or Hearthstone or anything before, like, you're going into it, you're just completely, like, you're going to do nothing, right? I mean, they can give you a deck, and, like, you can just play the cards, but, like, eh, I don't know. TFT also, like, I can tell someone, pick every Chrono unit, and, like, <laughs> you can get, like, you're not going to play at a high level, so, I, I don't know. I'm 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 very curious to see, like, if all of the teams are going to have like these three game like superstars, or if it's going to be a, uh, I think you need one. Fiesta. I think you need at least one like, right. per team. Um, and then everything else will kind of just like fingers crossed and hope. Cause that's the great equalizer. Legends Rune Terra is the great equalizer here. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's absolutely going to be fun. But speaking of fun, boop. Brand new patch, patch 1014. Hey, thank for God. GFT. So we'll start it out like we always do and read their little intro. And we got <laughs> Welcome Space Sorcerers. No comment. We're porting over to patch 
10-14, where we'll be making some pretty significant changes. Here are the highlights. We're nerfing the Star Guardian trait, uh, but buffing Star Guardian champions themselves. Urgot is getting a, quote, minor rework, and boxes with Nico's help now also contain gold. Last but not least, TFT turned one year old last week, and in celebration, we're giving out our special birthday Pengu emotes to anyone who plays a game of TFT this patch. Let's get into it. Okay, boop. So we're getting, we're getting a free we're getting a free little uh, little yeah. pengu emote. What yeah, do you think about great. emotes, by the way, in 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 TFT and in League? Like, is that a are those, they kind of to me as someone who doesn't play League and doesn't use really the emote who uses more of the the dances of uh huh. They kind of feel useless to me. They kind of feel like a throwaway so, thing. Nine times out of ten, I would agree. But that ten time out of ten, when someone like throws up that emote of like the dabbing penguin. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like they're about to win or something, and you're like, ooh, I yeah. felt that. Yeah. That's totally worth it. So <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I hear you. Free, right? I just... and, and so Ah, I'm sorry, everyone. Um, but the, uh, yeah, that's the same. That's like the equivalency of my voice. Yeah. Uh, but the oh man. Anyway, it's going to be a very interesting set coming up because if you go back to last uh, the last patch notes, mm-hmm. everyone was excited about where the game was. A lot of comps were uh, were doing fine, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden, after I think another week, yeah. Things got stale. Got Things figured got really out. stale. Got figured and out. For example, for here's a crazy statistic for Fight Night Rising, um, mm-hmm. and over the last week, out of all of the top fours, um, on all four lobbies, at least two of them were a Jinx Rebels or Jinx Blasters comp. So, yep. hopefully, this helps bring in a little bit more variety, and it's not just Cybers, Sorcerer, Riven, and right. Jinx uh, in, in the top four every single time. And I think they're trying to do that. I'm also really stoked about Dwarf Planet, um, yeah. which is just the set one universe, set one. if you guys are wondering. Yeah, the well, front and back row one are... Universe. Um, the set uh, The front and back row are disabled, so things like cornering is going to be different. Yep. Things like putting your front line you're not going to be able to just like potentially put your sorcerers all in the back row mm-hmm. uh you might but they're going to get damaged a lot quicker right so we're i don't know man it's going to be really interesting i mean mm-hmm. i'm assuming vanguard mystics will be good on that uh, Ooh, uh yeah. just because of they don't suffer from positioning as much right um, rebels might actually just be not affected because you're all in a in a pack anyway right <laughs> right but we'll see i'm actually intrigued because either the only thing it'll affect is corner units and nothing else. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to have its own little meta. And I'm waiting for a galaxy to kind of like have its own little meta. Nikoverse yeah. is really close to that. I think trade sector is really close to that, but we're not like quite there. Right. I, I, I was, I'm, I agree with you. I was thinking that we were going to get like, okay, on so-and-so galaxy, like, you are going to play like a wildly different game, which is not what they wanted and really what hasn't been what's come about most of these galaxies. But yeah, like you said, Nikoverse kind of feels like you're playing a pretty different game. And and this one seems like you're going to be playing a pretty different game as well. But um, 
Let's jump into it and start with the systems changes, the Nico boxes. Um, now a blue box with a Nico is now going to give you a Nico plus two coins and a gold box with a Nico is going to give you a Nico plus. Uh, it used to give you a Nico plus three coins is now going to give you Nico plus five coins. Um, and their comment was it often punishes your economy when you get a Nico's help from a blue or gold box, especially in the early game. So we're adding gold rewards to those boxes that drop Nico's. OK, so pretty straightforward there. Um one of the uh you know people have been complaining about um getting nikos early and the retort was well just use your nico and get your gold right but it's like eh, it doesn't really feel good so this is this feels obviously it's well, it's not really a it's a buff to those boxes but it's like uh it's more of a quality of life than anything um <laughs> well it's just so crazy how like 3 gold matters that much Oh yeah, <laughs> to uh, to this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the that's always been like the craziest thing is it doesn't feel like three like just two or five gold, but it was so important that they put it in the intro, mm-hmm. right? Um, ah man, just that's so cool about this game is just like how how little amounts of money and stuff make that uh, make mm-hmm. that those decisions a little bit harder. Yeah. This next thing about ties though is Huge. a big thumbs up from me. Yeah. Ties. Now, your final position in the standings will now be determined once all combat has ended instead of immediately upon taking lethal damage. Lethal damage will now take players into negative health. Players who are eliminated in the same round will finish in order of last negative health or least negative health total. And then if negative health is tied, most health in the round prior to elimination. In the, in the unlikely event that both of the previous measures are tied, the final standings for those tied players will be determined randomly. So flip a coin or a roll a three-sided die or a four, whatever, however many of the ties there are, they'll be determined randomly. So, yeah, I think this is, this. you no longer have to run away and try to survive for that extra, you know, tenth of a second. It's now you just need to make a better comp and make a stronger comp to try to lose less health when you die so that you can if it's tied you can um you know get a better get a better placement overall having it be like this now just makes it me think like oh why wasn't it always like this you know (laughs) well you know it's so funny we all kind of forget how hard it was for them to just randomize the opponents that you got Right, remember True. how hard that was? Yeah. So it's just like one of those things that just like when it comes to random number generation, um, there are just some things that happen that are unexpected because Hearthstone had the same problem when it came to repeating opponents. So it was obviously like a thing, and I still can't really, you know, there are people who are way smarter than me that can explain why, even though it's like an equal chance, one, you know, one through eight that you might face this guy three times in a row or, or something, right? Well, like I yeah. don't quite understand it, it but. Mort has explained it at least at a high level a couple of times um, and it's more like um, true that there's the there's a different perception and actual randomness or what the real differences are true random um, does not air quotes feel random sometimes right Mm -hmm. if you play against in a row right if you play against the same person eight times in a row or if you flip a coin and you get heads 10 times in a row 
Yes, you're not likely to do that, but it can happen, and that's true random. And that's, I, I think, some of, I think, very few things that we encounter in games that say that are random are actually true random. They're usually a modified set of random that removes some outliers because of that exact thing. Because it's not worth, like, well, I played against this guy five times in a row. I thought you said it was random. Omega lol. It's like, it was actually random. That's just a possibility. That is one of the possible outcomes. You nincompoop. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to be Nostradamus to understand that. Right. Uh, yeah. All right, are we ready to go into some yes. trade and then, changes? Uh, it, yeah, real quickly. Yeah, we already talked about the galaxies. Dwarf planets coming in, which we talked about, and then we're removing little, little legends. So, yes, Boop, let's start with let's start it off with some traits. Star Guardians. Star Guardians have too much of its power budget in the trait. So we're pulling that power out and putting it back into the champions. This should allow some of them to succeed in other comps while maintaining the power of well-built Star Guardian compositions. So the big thing here was that if you wanted like a Sorcerer or Star Guardian comp, your carry wasn't even a Sorcerer or Star Guardian. Right, right. right? It, was, it was Riven. And yeah. so that's just a design flaw. <laughs> Right. And yeah. they, they had openly admitted that, I think, a couple times already. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's really cool that they're doing it. So, the way that they're approaching this instead is making each unit stronger so you can make the decision mostly on Syndra to make a carry. Because uh, the starting mana is going, the starting and total mana, I believe, across the board has been buffed for all of the Star Guardians. That. Uh, the trait is, is nerfed like. pretty heavily um especially on the second tier mm-hmm. so i think the math makes it to where certain characters like syndra will end up ulting more often while other characters might get their first ults off first and a little bit mm-hmm. of a delay on the second one there's a lot of interaction here i'm not one of those yeah star guardian players so like in terms of i mean this is also a trait that technically didn't work for half a set yeah so (laughs) i think we're all still uh still getting our heads around it Mm. but i think what this means is like characters like syndra get way stronger characters like nutty right now yeah yeah um because 40 mana per ult right and if you put a blue buff on her that's down to 30 um protector syndra is something that people are running it's kind of uh being run a little bit like uh, machine gun zigs Oh, okay. Um, it's not as good as it does take a little while longer for the damage to come through, mm-hmm. but it is something people are, are running is just Syndra carry. It's definitely been the thing that I've seen the most experimentation with yeah. um, in terms of the PBE. Syndra carry is pretty nutty. Um, and yes, Phelan in chat is bringing up the fact that Ari did not get a buff here. So Poppy, Zoe, Nico, Syndra, Soraka, and Janna all got mana buffs. Um, of various amounts and then star guardian mana share is slightly nerfed at all levels so um yeah i mean syndra is at what in uh what i think she was at 40 mana previously in in at the beginning of set three i think maybe she was 45 um but she's at what used to be uh the the magic number of oh if i can get two blue buffs on this i'm going to infinite cast which is insane with syndra or not blue buff sorry it used to be um uh, seraphs right uh now you can't do that with blue buffs but 
a blue buff on Syndra is going to be nutty regardless. It's just not mm-hmm. going to be infinite orbs. It's going to be just a lot very quickly. So there's definitely an argument to, I mean, saying that it brings you down to 30 mana. You're only getting 10 extra mana. Um, and maybe that tier can go somewhere else. Cause you know, a lot of people would throw a blue buff on ribbon for like a really similar example, right. but it is a little bit of a diminishing return versus like a victor, right? Which is what some people were running a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the coolest blue buff users I ever saw was Nico, um, who like one v three in a protector comp with um, oh a blue buff. Like, yeah. it was only like uh, I, I believe the Nico came in a in an orb, and he just happened to have blue buff. It was like gonna go that way, so just yeah. put it on the Nico, but. Dude, that Nico slapped for like six or seven <laughs> rounds. It was so funny. Yes. Um, but it, it did fall off. But hey, yeah. early game possibility, I guess. Yeah. Sell it off and put the item somewhere else later. Um, yeah. So basically, just like Phelan says, you're going to learn how to dodge wrenches and balls uh, in this next meta. As <sighs> Syndra is going to be. I would not be surprised if that changes to a 45 or yeah. 50 even. Mm-hmm. But what Mort said in our chat was there is a comp that is a really good counter to this that was then confirmed by a couple players later on. We'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, so what it what it is is it, when she casts. She needs two auto attacks, right? Because if if she has a blue buff, right, she needs two auto attacks to then cast again. Of course, if you have uh, now, you're gonna you would need six star guardians to just no because it's distributed. Yeah, I, I mean she's obviously gonna be casting a lot. Uh, and she does a lot of damage, and the longer the fight goes on, the more damage that she does, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So we've seen Syndra be a premier carry, or at least yeah. a like B tier B tier carry uh, and- in the past. And just to kind of bring your eyes, uh, protectors are a little, uh, some say are a little strong right now as well. And look at that Nico starting versus uh, total mana, mm-hmm. going from 75 to 150 to 25 to 100. Yeah. 50 less mana. Um, yep. That second ult is going to be coming way quicker, and you're going to get those protector procs off a little yep. bit more. So Nico definitely gets a lot better here um mm-hmm. i don't think nika should ever be a carry champ based off of her design but it's cool to kind of see them investing in protectors a little bit more because unless you got yeah. your asol there was no reason to run it yeah they always felt like the sort of they only ever felt like a linear comp that you went all in on rather than like oh i can run a couple of protectors and actually just use them um for my front line it never really felt mm-hmm. like that it's like you're either doing like tier three Xinjiao and Rakan, or like you're like unhappily running them in your like sixth place comp as you try to get mm-hmm. a top four, but you don't. Uh, that's and- how it always felt. <laughs> Nico is another good option too. If you do get your protector spat uh, with an ASL to kind of mm-hmm. put her in and hold items for yeah. a protector mm-hmm. uh, a little later on, because she's going to be ulting a lot and that's going to be a good a- amount of AOE damage mm-hmm. plus. Um, whatever protector shield if you build the defensive items on her like uh i built a titan's resolve on her the other day Ooh. and it was awesome yeah so if she's gonna be ulting more and it was in a six protector comp mm-hmm. um i stole oh. it from one of our eu challengers where they built war mods <laughs> super early on everybody Ooh. but uh again there's a lot more possibilities and an individual flexibility per champion here because the way that star guardians were designed before it was basically like they had to be together 
right now nico's stronger and protector comps right janna is just a stronger unit Mm -hmm. now and all five cost units need to be same thing with soraka who's going to slot into a lot of those mystic comps way better Mm -hmm. even though it's just five less mana it's still going to be sooner yep right and then you've got syndra who now can be a machine gun type protector Mm -hmm. syndra sounds awesome so i'm i'm really excited for these changes i really really am yeah I've I've been a a fan of Star Guardians in general since the beginning, um, and they've been, they've gone th- they've done pretty much the full swath of like they're unplayable to oh they're pretty good they're like a B tier comp they're the best comp they are you know they they've had the full range here so I'm I'm wondering where they'll land uh, now it seems like at the very least Syndra and 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 by proxy. A few of the others are going to be pretty top tier right now, but we'll be talking about those as the weeks go on and we get more uh, we get more usage out of those uh, in the new patch. But a couple other traits got some changes as well. Celestial healing is going from 15, 40, 99 percent to 20, 45, 150 percent. Of course, Celestial getting a pretty big buff there. Cybernetic bonus health and attack damage is getting nerfed at uh, the three and six uh, levels, not by too much, but by um, a hair, uh, by about 50 on each. Actually, yeah, 50, uh, 50 health and, a, uh, and five damage on both the three and six levels. And then Sorcerer Spell Power is uh, getting a nerf at the four and six Sorcerer level still saying the same at the two mm-hmm. sorcerer level so yeah because the star guardians got stronger so they needed yep. to adjust the sorcerer level yep which makes sense we've been seeing a lot of sorcerer power and again it's another one of those um it's another one of those very easily splashable traits and also just affects your entire comp and mm-hmm. everyone now gets yeah. buffed from spell power so it's not like set one where you have a bunch of units that get literally zero from spell power or even set two i think there was there were units that didn't get anything from spell power. Everything is getting every unit is getting at least something from spell power. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to fit in a couple of sorcerers that it's just it's just very easy. And then Celestial is a, is a trait that like I feel like you forget is in, <laughs> that you forget exists. <laughs> it's a good supportive trait, right? Yeah. But you're um, always fine cutting it. You never are like, man, I really need Celestial. You're never here. making that Celestial spat. Yeah, no. I, I have before, but only because I had no other items to make. Um, at 150, though, and with a Zaya buff a little bit further uh-huh. down, uh, we might might see Shredder come back. But uh, because it, it, it does come back on, like, Trade Sector, yeah. uh, on, like, Hyper Roll and High Roll type of situations yeah. uh, where you're rolling a lot in the early game. So that could be a thing. 150% for Ash is a lot and that's another i believe that's another team-wide stat so it is um, everyone is getting that so pop in two celestials in for 45 percent. that's actually pretty substantial over 40 but it's maybe pushing Mm -hmm. you to reach for that six because 150 percent on your snipers is big it's actually a payoff now which is nice before it was just like yeah i've got it i have to run some sort of like you know, some sub substandard yeah. units to get there. So yeah. now it, the payoff seems like mm-hmm. it's worth it for because protectors are back. Celestial protectors, blah, blah, blah. Celestial. Healing. There we go. Yes. Okay. Boop. Talk about tier one champs. 
All right, so tier one champions. Uh, Jarvan getting buffs. Uh, his health going from 650 to 700. His attack damage going from 50 to 55. His mana pool going from 50 to 100 to 4080. His ageless standard attack speed bonus, and this speaks to my heart. Um, <laughs> the AP <laughs> the ratio is going to be increased by 0. 0.65, 0. 0.75, 0. 0.85 to 0.75, 0.85, 0.95. Um, wow. Remember, affected by AP. AP uh, Jarvan, <laughs> Deathcap Jarvan incoming. I've been crushed by it so many times now. Ever since uh, Deathcap Jarvan with the new it. celestial buffs on Ash Ooh. might mean that you don't need. Um, it's since it's ingrained life steal, you could just oh, maybe okay. build Rage Blade or something like yeah. it. Yeah, um, to keep her sustain going, and then you could do Rage Blade Last Whisper. Ie, mm. that sounds really good. Um, you don't even need the Rage Blade because Jarvan is giving oh, you the yeah, attack speed. Right. Exactly. So now you can do so you a de- can another defensive Death item. You could go oh, Deathblade, yeah, just... <laughs> i.e. Last Whisper. Yep. yep. Oh, man. That's the correct answer. Oh, um, anyway. Oh, um, man. <laughs> Zaya attack speed going from 0.8 to 0.9, getting really close to where she was before. Yeah. I'll do the tier twos, too. Okay. Um, Mordekaiser health, 650 to 700. Mordekaiser indestructible damage, which is that ult he has, yep. 50, 75, 125 to 75, 100, 200. Rakan health going from 600 to 700. And the Yasuo total mana getting at 90 to 80. Um, and I'm sure you guys are realizing a lot of buffs on this patch. A lot of buffs to protectors. Holy crap. And Mordekaiser as well. I mean, Mordekaiser was kind of a. Mm, Ever since, especially since Nautilus came out, it's like, yeah, I don't, it's like the, it's the, um, the Toy Story meme of, I don't want to play with you anymore. Just like throwing the Mordekaiser <laughs> on the ground for the, for the new Buzz Lightyear yeah. Nautilus. But uh, Blevins, yeah. the big thing here uh-huh. is that there is a trait that a lot of people are thinking is a little bit of a dark horse, yeah. which is Dark Star yes. uh, coming up. So maybe that's where we're going to see that power budget kind of go in. Yeah, that I we're mean, taking him away from Vanguards and adding him into Dark Star well, and Jarvan instead. too. Yeah, yeah, Jarvan. I mean, Dark Star Protector is. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's a th- maybe that's a thing. But yes, yeah, so let's go into the tier threes. And there's a lot of changes here. Ash health goes up uh, 50 up to 650. Ash attack speed going up 0.05 to 0.85 um, going up by 0.05 up to 0.85. Uh, Ash's enchanted crystal arrow damage going from 200 to 75, 550 to 200, 300, 600. So a little bit of a buff on the uh, tier two and tier three. Ash. Ash Enchanted Crystal Arrow Stun Duration is going from a flat two seconds at all levels to two, three, four seconds. So a tier two Ash is getting an additional second, a 50% increase on stun duration at tier two, the most common level that you're going to be using her at. So that's, that is huge. Uh, Ezreal attack damage is going from 60 down to 50, and Ezreal's starting mana is going from 50 down to 30. Holy crap. Be seeing a yeah. lot of Ezreal casts. Uh, um, Ezreal is the utility carry right now, so yeah. um, they're just really leaning into that by taking away yeah. uh, some of his power budget and putting it into his EMP. 
I like it. He's going to be super annoying. Great. Uh, Karma Inspire Shield is going from 250, 400, 800 shield to 300, 450, 900. So pretty big buff at all levels there. Another Dark Star buff. Uh, The attack speed bonus for Karma Shield is also going from 50, 75, 125 to 70, 90, 150%. So more buffs at all levels for karma. Nico's health is going from 800 up to 850 and Nico's armor is going from 45 up to 50, so another protector buff as well uh, as the Star Guardian and Nico getting a little beefier in addition to the mana changes. Exactly. Uh Shaco uh is total mana is going from 80 down to 70, another dark star buff. Syndra's unleashed power damage uh, per orb is going from 100, 125, 200 to 100, 140, 220. And this is per orb. I don't know the numbers on the orbs, but there's a lot of them and there's more every time. So this actually scales up like the, the yep. amount of damage that this is doing overall is actually scales um, over time. So huge. Um, vein health going from 550 down to 500 and veins attack damage going from 60 down to 50 she's and still good. yeah still good but uh, a little bit of a, a a little bit of a love tap with the nerf bat there and then vise assault and battery damage is going from 400 600 1200 to 350 550 1100 so yeah say yes to protectors say yes to dark star say no to cybernetics <laughs> they're they're all right. Yeah, um, they're adjusted. Vane was <laughs> remember when we talked about Vane when we first saw her? I was like, yeah. this is this is not okay. There's something wrong with this. I'm smelling <laughs> like, something potentially yeah, busted. Yeah, with the stealth. Uh, yeah. that's good. That's where the problem is. So they're trying to make her a little bit more vulnerable mm-hmm. and trying to take the power away from the Last Whisper IE build because mm-hmm. that's literally all you needed on her. Um, because with her tumble, it was a flat percent increase on right. the IE plus Last Whisper damage. I mean, she was pushing yep. like 800 to like 1200 damage per tumble. Um, and someone like Vayne shouldn't one shot like that, yep. in, in my opinion. And she still will. Um, yeah even with this 10 less damage. Uh, so you're, maybe it'll take one or two extra auto attacks, but let's be real. She's going to tumble out of the way anyway. Yep. Um, it's like all of the bad MF juju we got. Yes. Um, they they put the opposite in vain because <laughs> I have seen veins do some of the most amazing plays that I wish I could do in a real game, <laughs> right? Like literally corner themselves away from a chum the water in the one space that it wasn't hitting, right? Like it's just yeah, <laughs> sometimes that happens, yeah. um, and hopefully happens a little less often. Um, the vibe change is a little interesting. Maybe we're dealing with that brawler comp a little bit uh, because her ult was a little bit more of an execute than anything yeah. else mm-hmm. uh, so maybe they're trying to push her more into a place where she's going to be taking a little bit more damage and isn't going to take uh because since she's going to be executing a carry a lot of the time or keeping a carry down this yeah. is going to bring her back but not necessarily something i thought about as a problem yeah so. i don't i don't think it was as much as vi is a problem it's just a like how we're, we're taking a direct uh, we're taking a direct assault on cybernetics with their actual buff and also at their main carry vein how can we it's, make a small change to nerf cybernetics without really impacting it much more it's just like another little like 
And we added one extra thing, and it's Vi because she's not like I like, uh, got got the scuff out. Yeah, just um, looks then, like and uh, well, it's like the last finishing touch of the artist. Just like and let me put that there. Yeah, yeah. This uh, we need a little happy tree here. Yeah, uh, but Irelia got buffed, so. The issue with Cybernetics 2 was just like Vayne as a three cost unit yeah. was a better carry than Irelia was yep. um, nine times out of ten, um, yep. especially since the game kind of just like got taken out of Irelia's kind of play style because uh, Teemo mm-hmm. was popular there for a sec and mm-hmm. all she did was kill her team um, by dashing <laughs> over the mushroom. Yep. So uh, we'll talk about those Irelia changes right now. Yes. Tier four champions. The, uh, the Chum the Waters damage, 450, 600, 5,000 to 400, 554,000. Um, that's a really great change. Fizz is a contested pick. Yeah. Um, well, and one thing that's notable here is we usually only see the tier three damage adjusted to make it some ridiculous number like 5,000. So it is telling that it is going from 5,000 down to 4,000. Yeah. Like there is a reason. Like, Oh, we need you to actually be able to survive this because getting a tier three fizz is actually not out of the question here. Um, so we need <laughs> it to not be completely unbeatable because we don't want that to always happen. And of any of the pilots that are going to ult, fizz is the one that's going to get you the win, right? Yes. It's by far the most impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, Irelia Health going from 800 to 900. Uh, that's a pretty beefy buff for someone like Irelia. Yeah. Irelia attack damage going up 15 from 70 to 85 so let let me keep going uh irelia armor 35 to 50 i'm an irelia main in regular league of legends so this does make me happy um irelia magic resist going from 20 to 40 blade surge damage which is her ultimate 175 250 500 to 225 250 500 so that is one two three four five buffs on irelia she tanky she thick yeah she is doing a a lot more damage. Yeah. So you could. <laughs> she is very close, in my opinion, to just build on Nara territory, where yeah. almost every item I think you could argue as an item that would be good on Irelia, based off of what yeah. these stats are showing I mean, me. She's one of the best Thieves Gloves holders. Like, it's just, you can just put your Thieves Gloves on Irelia, like early to mid game if you spike an early one, and, and she's going to get you a lot of value out of that. Right? Um, hey, you want to build Warmogs on her now? Well, yeah. she's, she's tankier. Oh, you want to build uh, something like Rageblade on her now? Well, she's going to be doing more base attack damage. Mm-hmm. Um, or do you want to build IE Last Whisper? Cool. You can. Do you want to build Rabadons for the you know 250 mm-hmm. or 225 at rank 1 now, right? So mm-hmm. the actual chart, the, the Blade Surge is going to be doing the damage. Lots of options and then yep. she's going to be able, and she's already a trip in terms of synergy so um she's going to be able to i think fit into a lot of different uh, team comps and really compete mm-hmm. with riven on on the blade master front so yeah this was good for her well and obviously she needed the help because these are pretty big buffs i really armored yeah. 35 to 50 yeah she's she's actually tanky now which is awesome because i've always been like well, I like want to put her in the front line because I want her to like take a little bit more damage and start alting, but also like sometimes she's just a piece of paper and dies. So now it's like you can like more realistically and reliably frontline her, especially if you get cybernetic buff on her, you put some defensive items on her. I think that's that's an interesting line to do too, is like just put the Titans resolve on her and like two defensive items and just let her be the like 
slow like leviathan tank yeah and steel aggro with the blade surges yes. right yeah totally a thing worth exploring i mean her magic resist doubled yeah huge so so you like there's no reason to build magic resist on yeah. her so yeah. i mean 85 per anyway um because look gin attack damage is the same amount yeah so, She's doing as much damage as Jin, at least on the base. On attack. the first three shots, right? Yeah. So Jin attack speed. Um, so Jin attack damage going from 80 to 85. Jin attack speed 0. 0.8591.1 to 0.9.951.2. That's in effect of that fourth shot. Yep. Jin fourth shot damage 244. Th- oh, that's funny. I never noticed. Yeah, uh, 244, 344, 444 uh, going to oh, 350, 500. So big, another big. How do you not up. make it? 354 504 come on that's a, that's <laughs> an oversight speed going from 0.75 to 0.7 yep. riven shield 225 375 1000 to 200 350 1000 um victor death ray damage the second part 250 400 1500 to 200 325 1500 mm. pretty major nerfs there yeah the the interesting thing here is that w- they're, they've taken the approach this patch for the most part of we're going to buff a bunch of things that aren't the top and then we're going to do some like little little adjustments down for the Such things that are bosses. currently top. Yeah. Jinx only getting a .05 attack speed nerf. Like Jinx was like you said like the most played carry essentially in the last patch. So you'd expect nerf here nerf here nerf here nerf here nope we're gonna take everything that was like around jinx like the jinx is at the center we're gonna take the one layer out and then the next layer out and we're gonna yeah. buff big here we're gonna buff medium here and then we're gonna take little nerfs yeah. right in the middle on here so i really i think theoretically this is a very interesting way to adjust the patch and it makes it seems like if everything is kind of close you just need to adjust a couple of knobs it's like you don't want to like put the huge band stamp on jinx and then and then all of a sudden there's a power vacuum and and now aurelia is the biggest thing ever it's like we're taking aurelia who was like really a you know a second class carry and we're bumping her up to first class we're taking the you know, S tier above first class carries. We're bumping them down to first class. And we've got like, maybe now there's like five or six, you know, tier A tier champs instead of um, two S tier carries and five B tier carries. Now <laughs> we're trying to make everything sort of a, a minus ish, or maybe even a plus ish. Maybe there's some a plus and there's a gradation of a, but I think that is a better feel for the meta than S skip a entirely or maybe there's one a and then b and c tier i think the biggest change here is you know they could say what can we do to bring jinx down we can nerf her right but what are there any things in terms of design that we can help the fantasy uh and i think they did a really great job here dealing Mm -hmm. with jinx because it would have been really easy to nerf her damage but what they did was they buffed irelia and they buffed shaco and they buffed jen right all people who could potentially take her out 
right? And while people were getting a lot better at positioning against Jinx, sometimes the Aurelia just never got there. Sometimes right. the um, like the carry that is literally in the game to counter someone like Jinx mm-hmm. wasn't able to do their job because of some other things, right? Now they're going to be able to accomplish that job a little bit more consistently. Maybe not like a 70-30 you know, we want to, we want that to be as 50 50 as possible, right. right? We want it to be, oh, Jinx focuses the Irelia first gets the win, or the, you know, the opposite, the Irelia gets onto the Jinx and then everything changes, right? We're going to get more of those situations, which is what makes TFT so fun. And mm-hmm. I, I like this style. The hard part is, is if we keep going like this, then that's when we start getting power creep. Right. So there's definitely a balance, but this is definitely a good kind of, once over to change a lot because it mm-hmm. has been so stale. Yeah. So the community was looking for a big change. They want totally different things to be good. Yep. And they're giving that to us. Yeah. And, and instead of making the other things bad, they just made the other things better. So yep. we'll see how that affects it. Yeah. Very interested, interested to see how this one shapes out and hopefully it, it, it remains, uh, you know, dynamic for sure. So, all right. Let's move on to the final section here. I guess eh, there's really not that many items. So this is kind of like the final section here. Tier 5 champions, Aurelian Souls, Mana Drain, going from 15, 25, 50 to 10, 15, 50. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Just take it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Just I still it like out. it. Uh, and then Aurelian Souls uh, mobilized the fleet, which is her, or it's a, uh, their, his attack. Um is going from 110, 150, 1000 to 90, 150, 1000. So really just a uh, tier one nerf there uh, for Aurelian Souls damage. Uh, and then Janna's attack speed bonus is going from 100, 150, 500 to 80, 125, So nerf there for the attack speed bonus that Janna provides. And then Urgot is getting a lot of changes. So they're saying uh, Urgot's got a lot of changes, and so he gets his own little section. From a balance perspective, Urgot is currently one of the weaker five-cost champions. However, he feels bad to play against, and that, and there's not enough incentive for the Urgot player to level him up. So uh, we talked, I think, two or three episodes extensively about Urgot and how they are choosing to balance him and how we actually talked about this exact thing. Yes. Yes, we did. We should be very proud of ourselves. uh, I am. Uh, Urgot's (laughs) armor going from 30 up to 40 magic resist going from 20 up to 40 attack range going from 660 (laughs) down to 420. Blaze it. Nice. Uh, Start, starting uh, uh, Urgot's mana going from 4090 up to 5100, so slight nerf there. Uh, his fear beyond death targeting is going from farthest within attack range to just straight farthest. Uh, and his fear beyond death now hits the first enemy it collides with instead of always hitting its intended target. So it now, feels so much more fair. It's like Caitlyn's ult, and yeah, exactly. And it, it also like whether it's power level or, or whatnot is fair or not, it just felt weird to like, oh, you know, his 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 uh, hook, like cartoon, like 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 it moves around past the units that it's actually like, going through. It. Yeah, just like it, it, it swerves around and then hits what, what, what he's going for, which makes little sense. It, it, it's thematically more appropriate. Yes. Sure. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, the damage is now preventable, which means a unit with guardian angel will revive. That's a feels good for, 
I guess the the guardian angel players. Uh, magic reduction per cast is going from ten twenty ninety to twenty thirty one hundred. So actually, we'll get a little bit of a buff on the mana reduction and time to real enemies uh, in now scales with star level. Uh, the real duration is going from one point five seconds total to three seconds, two seconds, Ooh. one second. So that first one at level one. He's going to take twice as long to reel the target in. So, I mean, not not the biggest change because once he hooks them, they're coming in and they're not they're immobilized. They're not able to do anything. Not, but you have an extra one point five seconds at level one uh, for Urgot to actually kill him or stun him or interrupt mm-hmm. it. The only thing that we ever got close was uh, Slash Bros. Yes. Um, to be able to just burst him down like the targeting got there and yep. then you know you got the blade master prox and he just dies yep right uh ribbons with wind slash uh old school irelia would probably like count in this but mm-hmm. two things before we move on that i think is really cool number one is the line time to reel the enemy now scales with star level yes um, something they've started doing in regular league of legends was make certain cast time scale with something like attack speed mm-hmm. um so like for example jinx in league of legends proper for summoner's rift her w scales with attack speed so it'll shoot okay. faster but the projectile will go out faster based off of the attack oh. speed and i think there is a lot of freedom to try stuff like that mm-hmm. in tft yes. right maybe um I'm having a hard time kind of like thinking off the top of my, you know, head something that could scale with star level in terms of ability. Um, but this I mean, is definitely Caitlin like right is, up there. It, Caitlin would make sense, right? Like if her alt like time to charge scaled with attack speed or something or with star level. I mean, the only thing yeah. we really see with attack speed scaling is Jin, right? Jin. Yep. Yeah. So all that stuff. And this is what's so exciting. All that stuff is still available to experiment. With. Yeah. Right. And we probably honestly will see something like that at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. But um, they always they always sneak these mechanics like one or two of them in to a certain pass. Yeah, exactly. Just like the Timo shrooms. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting because um, and this is a little bit uh, deep divey, but I won't go too deep into it because we're we're nearing the end of the show Um, in Magic the Gathering at least traditionally the last few years have been a little bit different, but in the old days you would have what's called a core set and there'd be one a year. And it was like a more beginner friendly set. All of the cards were relatively basic in terms of what they did. You wouldn't have like a, a crazy amount of like uh, um, different or wacky abilities. Um, and they would be, they were sort of marketed and they used to all be, reprints of cards so like it was very much a hey you're looking to start playing magic use this set to help you start playing use this to help you learn the core hence why it's called the core set of the game um and tft and and then the other the other sets of the year would be as wacky and crazy and and convoluted and in-depth as they wanted to because they were advanced sets. That's what they they called them and marketed them as. So you could have these really weird niche interactions that an, a, a brand new player might not get. But it's like we're not making this for the brand new player. You get you ascend to this point. TFT, there's only one set out, right? So things like something like scaling with. Let's just say attack speed makes a little bit more sense. Let's say there is a champion that for whatever reason, thematically, their damage scaled with magic resist. 
that is something that doesn't make intuitive sense right off the bat. You would obviously need to re- I mean, you're, you would need to read the champion's ability. But if it was like, you know, this champion uh, gets, you know, their dan- their attack damage scales with magic resist or their ability damage scales with magic resist. That's something that if you're brand new to TFT and you're not like paying super close attention to everything, you're going to be like, why does this uh, unit that seems like it should be a carry not actually doing any damage? I don't get it. Um, or like, why, why do all the guides I look at say I should be putting attack speed on, on Jin, et cetera. It's like, you like, there's a fine line to walk with a TFT set where like you want to have cool, interesting, complex abilities and interactions yeah. like that for players like us. Readable. Yeah. The players like us that just want it to be as cool as possible. And we don't care how complex it is. We'll figure it out. But there's also the the mobile players, the people who have who aren't playing today, but are, are going to find out about the game in a month, in a week, or whatever. Um, and there's the fact that there's only one TFT set at a time kind of makes it so you have to have some amount of basicness or basic. It needs to be somewhat basic. <laughs> you're getting there i'm getting there you, yeah, need, you're getting there. you need to have some amount of the basics in the set that is being played so that you're not completely scaring away new players um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i do think that is a really cool idea to do something like that i just am as much as i want it i'm i i worry a little bit about things like that um but in one off champions that's great and you don't really want it to be like a whole thing where it's like this is the wacky set 4 is the wacky set where um armor Everything's does damage now with, like the synergy yeah. scaled with attack yeah. speed now this is right? metal world set 4 is metal world where damage is armor and armor is de- like yeah so (laughs) um and just to finish it out two item changes giant slayer now does pre-mitigation damage that matches its damage type physical or magic um and then ionic spark damage resist shred going for 50 to 40 was kind of holding on i think a little too far into the late game Mm -hmm. um and it gets kind of brought back everyone was building ionic spark yeah it was just an Uh, auto build it was just a solid item and we all know how i feel about this item ever since you set have, one. Yep, you have been very uh, <laughs> adamant about your disdain for this item for a long time. Yeah, and so uh, I think we're in a good spot now. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that I thought was actually really funny was Luli polymorphed units will no longer hop around uh, while stunned. I thought that was part of the move. <laughs> I thought that was part of the move too. Yeah, no. Apparently, they're supposed to stay in that hex. So oh. yeah, Luli polymorph units no longer hop around while stunned. Huh. That's the that's the bug fix. Oh, wow. Yep. Interesting. Well, yeah. That's uh. That is that. That's the patch. Yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> the patch. Um. Yeah. Overall, I think. A really nice shakeup. I think uh, even even though the the previous patch was a little bit solved or stale, and you know Mort on stream has even said that and agreed with the sort of the criticism there. I think it's still in a good spot. And again, like 
a lot of it being solved is at higher levels. If you're at gold or silver, um, like, you know, you can, you can still play whatever you want. But once you start getting in to, uh, you know, diamond master challenger, etc., uh, it's like, well, yes, everyone is running jinx every time. And if you get jinx, you're like heavily favored to top four, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is a really good uh, this is a really good patch overall, and it should uh, at the very least shake things up. I'm hoping that we're not going to get into the same spot that we got to before, um, where it gets solved super quickly, uh, and and instead we have more of a you know rock paper scissors esque mm-hmm. uh, meta where you can even if someone gets the quote unquote best comp, you have some counterplay to it. So. Yep, totally agree. Cool, cool. All right, Boop. I think that's going to be it for us for this week. Where can people find you on the internet when you're not here jabbering on about TFT? Um, uh, Twitter.com slash Rex, Twitch.tv slash Boopasaurus. Have you, have you gotten, have you actually fired up the stream? I have once or twice. Nice. Um, yeah, things could be better. Um, and then, <laughs> and then the th- <laughs> just like in general, like in terms of like the setup and like slides and stuff like that. I wish I could just have more, but I think sure. that's kind of just like the the world, right? Um, <laughs> and then, give me more. <laughs> I need all the I need all the content. Uh, and you can find me on Fight Night Rising every Thursday on Giant Slayer TV. Yes, 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 yes. Of course, you can find the show on Twitter at LIL Legends Pod. The best place to find all the links for the show is at discord.me slash little legends podcast. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Blevins on Twitter. Um, uh, we do the show live on Tuesdays twitch.tv slash the blevins and you can find me streaming mostly legends of runeterra during the week at the same twitch and you can find me on fridays on giant slayer tv as well for uh lor fight nights but that is gonna be it for this week we'll be back next week no sorry we're gonna be back in two weeks to talk about legends uh oh my god to talk about team fight tactics uh and next week uh i'm not gonna edit it next week (laughs) we'll be here uh in the discord to play some tft so make sure you join in the discord if you want to play but until then uh we will see you for sure in two weeks if not next week to play some more team fight tactics Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.